0: All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz It's the Radio 1 91FM Breakfast Show with Candace. and right now she's talking to
1: The man, the myth, the legend through the beauty of Zoom with me right now I am chatting to Tiki Tane about his brand new documentary and the live album that has come alongside it How are you doing this morning?
0: Wow, morning, Candice, I'm good, thank you Uh, Good to see you on the Zoom and good to hear your voice
1: (laughs) Oh, please, pleasure is all mine You have just recently unveiled your brand new music documentary It is alongside the Christchurch Orchestra Please tell us a little bit more about the film For anybody who may not have heard of it before
0: Yeah, for sure So, back in 2021 um, I had the opportunity to work with the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra, so we um, collaborated on a show together, and basically it's all my music. But I also pulled in a lot of special guest artists. Like um, we did a song with Tali as well, like a drum and bass thing. We did I did a tune with Big Sima, it was just more hip hop, and I got my kids on stage as well. They you know my son played bass, my daughter sang. And so the whole thing is like this massive show that we put on at the Christchurch Town Hall with huge visuals, huge sound, huge lights, 50 piece orchestra, all my music, sold out audience. It was the most electrifying, epic energy. And so I filmed it with my good friend Mark Russell. He put together this amazing film team and I recorded it as well. And we ended up with this like kick ass footage. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this? Um, Originally, I was just going to make YouTube videos, you know, just write on YouTube. But then I realized that this was something really special and it had this – we managed to capture this amazing energy and also the the behind-the-scenes footage too. So the documentary goes from being at the gig and then also 48 hours beforehand, us rehearsing and us trying to work out how to do these songs with the orchestra – um, and so it goes back and forth back and forth through that. and it's really it's got a massive insight into the process of how you make or how you collaborate with a 50 piece orchestra. <laughs> so we managed to capture it. I'm so stoked with it and then New Zealand International Film Festivals picked it up and it's been screened around Aotearoa New Zealand and I think Dunedin, you guys have got it coming up real soon. I think on the 17th and the 18th at Rialto. Um, and you'll go there and you sit in the cinema your nice comfy chair you got your popcorn got your beverage and it's a round sound and it's dark and the screen's massive and you'll get transported instantly into that space and you'll walk out of there just going wow that was pretty cool i guarantee it so i'm so stoked with it
1: yes yeah, so incredible and it sounds like lots of love has gone into the creation of this. Like you were saying, you didn't originally intend to use the footage in the way that you had used it. You've had an incredible long-spanning career. At the start of your career, did you ever imagine yourself making something like this documentary?
0: Um... Not on this scale, and not with an orchestra. I, I could imagine me doing, because back in the day, I started out in a heavy metal punk thrash band playing heavy shit, you know? <laughs> so, And I was heavily into, like, skateboarding. So I thought I'd do, like, a documentary on that, like, that style. It's, like, real kind of grimy and gritty. But here I am making this epically sort of really well-produced, but also raw, captivating piece of art Music documentary film with an orchestra that was a one-off gig, and it was like that's you know that gig possibly never could happen ever again. So it was like let's capture this. So I just didn't even think for sure that um, it would come out like this. You know, Um, I had I had a goal which was to create something really special, but I didn't think it was going to turn out this good. And I'm so stoked, and I've got I've got to give shout outs to my team. I have an amazing team around me, like the most epic team. My soundboy guy's been with me for 20-plus years. My visual guy for over 20 years. So I've got this amazing team around me who who, who know my shit, really. And so they helped make this an incredible experience. And, um, you know, that's just kind of goes to show about who you surround yourself with, especially as a creative. If you surround yourself with amazing, positive, creative people who really just want to the best for you because you give them the best then you can create the most amazing um, art and and that's what's kind of happened in, in this process yeah
1: and I completely agree with that I think that that is such good advice and I think that you really <laughs> don't see how much the people around you impact the final product of things until you do have those really great people around you and you're like oh my god everything is so easy and everything is coming out the way that I want it to how did this happen and of course throughout your career you have done lots of collaborating I would say that that has definitely been one of the totem poles of your career uh, so far how did you go about approaching the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra?
0: Yeah, so, so um, I've got to give shout-out to uh, Gretchen, who was the CEO of the CSO <laughs> back in the day. And, and she, um, you know, I've, I've known her for quite a while because, I've, um, for those who don't know, I'm the sound guy for Shapeshifter. So I've done every gig for Shapeshifter. i produce produced some of their albums. I've been mixing their live sound for 23 years now. And so Shapeshift has done shows with the CSO, and so that's how I kind of knew, met everybody, and 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 um, that's how we formed the relationship. So when Gretchen asked me to, if I wanted to collab and do this, um, I was like, absolutely, let's do it, let's 100% go for it. Um, I was, you know, a little bit nervous because I don't read or write music, so for me, it's a uh, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and going into a space where these incredible musicians who just Make a living off playing music off this, off sheet music, you know, and they're playing so much music all the time. So for me, it was quite, um, quite a nerve wracking, like, oh shit, should I really be doing this, you know, like, oh, but I kind of got over that and also working with Tom Rainey, um, one of the conductors, he's a conductor, also an arranger, Hamish Oliver and Ruben Dallator and Ewan Clark, who were all the orchestral arrangers. So I worked with these guys for about a year for about a year crafting it and talking about it and working out how we're going to do this and, and so they just made it so much easier for me, someone who doesn't read, write music and someone who's not from the orchestral world to step into that space and really allow me to to, to reach my potential in that space so that's what I mean. I'm surrounded by incredible people, an incredible team, um, and it shows in the film. Like, you'll watch the film and you'll go, holy shit, okay, you'll get it. You'll go, that's pretty cool. Everybody's really on the same level, and everyone's trying to elevate each other and to make something really special because you got to remember it's a one-off gig, right? And so you, you don't say, cut, okay, everyone stop, let's take a five-minute break. It's like push record from start start to finish. And whatever you capture, you capture. You can't go back and do it again. You can't go back and recreate it. So we're just super lucky and grateful that we managed to capture absolute gold. And then we had the time to mix it and produce it and put the videos together. Um, That took about a year and a half to do that. So the whole project was like a three-year project. Um, And yeah, it came out last week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that though. And I think that the craftsmanship, even just through the trailer, you can see how much love and effort has been put into the final product so i know that people are very very excited to see it you have described this show as genre bending and i think that very much in the last like 10 years or so we've seen a lot of orchestras blending with electronic music which I think is yeah. really, really exciting. Where do you see the direction of, you know, genre collaborations like that hitting in the future?
0: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, you're starting to get, like, um, incredible collaborations, you know, as you said, because they're quite, they're quite um, juncture-positioned but also very similar. In some ways, I mean, orchestras can be the most epic, dynamic, powerful experience you can e- ever have, and so can electronic music. And you combine the two, but the trick is to, to make sure that you combine the two in a way where one's not drowning out the other. And sometimes that can happen. You can go and see that stuff, and you go, Oh, I can't hear the orchestra. Or half the time, the orchestra is kind of sitting there, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for a moment to come in. Um, whereas this never happened with what I did. I really wanted the orchestra to be go all time, all the time, just go, 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 go. And no matter what it is, even if it's just a little wee thing on the triangle, or if it's just <laughs> a, a flute solo or something, I just wanted orchestra in there. And I think, um, that's the key. You've got to really work at creating a really nice dynamic where not one is overpowering the other, and sometimes that can happen with those collaborations with orchestras and electronic music. Sometimes electronic music is just too big and too loud and you can't hear the orchestra. So it's a real balancing act and just trying to get it right. Um, I think the future of it's really exciting. Um, I think that it's a great way for young, younger audiences to, to see something on that scale. Like the power of an orchestra, there's nothing like it. Like it's the most insanely epic, moving experience you can possibly experience, but watching a 50-piece orchestra acoustically just create the most wickedest, biggest sound, you know, so that's really powerful, and I think a lot more sort of youth of today should be able to really go and see that stuff, and I think maybe combining the two, but more electronic music or whatever with orchestras can marry that up a little more, and kind of, um, um, yeah, and kind of push into that sort of space that possibly a lot of people wouldn't be into, you know? So um, that's why I decided to put it on the screen because I just wanted people to experience it on a big screen with surround sound so that they can sit there in their seat and really absorb it and really take it in.
1: I wholeheartedly believe that both – active and passive music lovers will adore this film. Anybody in Dunedin, where and when can they go and see this film? Where can ha. they buy tickets? Yes. Where can they get their hands in the ruck?
0: For sure. <laughs> hands in the ruck. Hands, yes, uh, <laughs> hands in the ruck. Hands in the ruck. Yes, um, <laughs> Okay, so it's this week. So um, the, uh, where are we at? We're at Dunedin. We're at the Rialto in Dunedin and on the 17th, which I think is... Um, is that Thursday, the mm-hmm. 17th? Yeah. Um, at 4.45pm. and 17th, 4.45pm. And on the 18th, is at 7pm. And tickets are available either from the Rialto in Dunedin, or you can go to my website, tickydub.com, or you can go to New Zealand International Film Festival's website as well. So there's lots of areas you can get the tickets. But this is um, it won't be played in Dunedin ever again in the cinemas, possibly not. So this could be your only chance to go and see something really special. Um, and also I remember your funding an absolutely hundred percent independently funded music documentary. Like I've had no funding for this. This is a hundred percent me doing this. Um, and, you know, I just want to uh, acknowledge all the independent artists out there. Um, if you're an ind- independent artist and you're just doing this stuff on by yourself, just like I am, and, uh, you come see this film because this will inspire you and it'll give you some insight in how to keep doing what you're doing and how you don't have to rely on funding. You can do this yourself if you really put your mind to it, if you really work hard and you have these goals and you manifest it and you just keep chipping away at it. Um, You can do something on this kind of scale if you really, really believe in it. So for independent artists out there, go check this out. Um, it'll blow your mind and I thank you now in advance for getting those tickets and going to the cinema and experiencing something really unique and original and <laughs> oh
1: yeah that is what we are How's all how
0: was that how was that? that for this fucking sales pitch was oh
1: that- Perfect. That is that is what we're all about here at the Tahi. So thank you very you much for your wisdom thank and you for your time this morning. Congratulations once again on this fantastic documentary. People, do not miss out on this one. I'm telling you right now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it is 10am, which brings us to the end of the breakfast show. But not to worry, I will be leaving you with one last tune. This is one of my favourite songs from Tiki Tane. historically. Such a goodie. This is the track with Concord Dawn. but a drum and bass for your morning. This is Don't Tell Me coming up for you oh very shortly. Keep it locked here on the Tahi. Have a fantastic Tuesday, my friends.
0: And who the fuck are you? Don't tell me what to play. I'll say what I will say.
1: Don't tell me how to play.
0: This was a Radio One Ninety One FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.